Well, here we are, folks. The 2020 election is drawing near, and so is the possibility of socialism. Can't believe those words just came out of my mouth. That's right. The good old Robin Hood philosophy of take from the rich and give to the poor could be a reality if we aren't careful. Well, for the younger generation and the Bernie bros alike, socialism is masked as the end-all, be-all of human suffering, curing poverty, boosting equality, and providing everything you need to live a happy and abundant life. Well, is it really? Columnist Marion Tupi recently wrote, I have long held that the greatest harm that socialism causes was not economic, it was spiritual. Folks, let that sink in. For many reasons, this is incredibly true. Yes, socialism takes tanks any economy it ever touches. That's a given. But it crushes the spirit of the people living under its rule. Forget pulling yourself up by your bootstraps under socialism. The government will have taken your boots long before that. I, listen, don't think for one second that if someone like Bernie Sanders secures a seat in the Oval Office that we just have to ride out the next four years and everything's going to be okay. You don't bounce back from socialism. The true effects are not seen on the surface, but instead rest in the hearts and minds of the individuals. With socialism, there is no risk, no reward, no entrepreneurial opportunity or room for both nationwide and individual growth. Socialism is not the answer to our problems. Socialism will have all of us, all of us treading water in order to stay afloat. Now, if our country falls into the grips of the extremely flawed system of socialism, there is no getting it back. Do you hear me? There's no getting it back. The nation that will rise from the extinction of socialism in America will in no way be recognizable to the nation you know now or remember. That is what is at stake, and that's what we have to lose. We're going to talk about that today, and I want to know, is that really okay with you? Hey, thin is in, they say, but what's good about a thin steak or a thin wallet or thinning hair? The answer to these rhetorical questions is nothing. So why then is everybody, every brand of men's body wash so weak and watered down? Any argument for using this crap is, well, pretty thin. Hey, inner thick. <laughs> a new product from Duke Cannon Supply Company, Thick, earns its name by being three times thicker than common body washes. It's the high viscosity alternative to watching your money run down the shower drain. Thick comes in a big-ass container that you crack open like a beer, and it comes in four distinctly masculine scents that won't leave you smelling like a teenage boy. Mmm, Thick is made with plant-based thickeners for superior lather so you're not gonna need that gross loofah anymore as an added bonus when you heft a 17 and a half ounce bottle of thick you're getting in a light arm workout so how about that visit dukecannon.com use the promo code watchchad for 15 percent off your entire order free shipping with orders over 35 dollars a range of duke cannon men's premium products are also available your local target Hey, Duke Cannon, we'll be right back. (music) 
You know, I hesitate, Mark, to even say this is party time mom, because let me tell you something. If Bernie Sanders gets elected, it, the party is over. This experiment that we know of as America is over. And the reason I want to talk about this on a Monday night is I, I'm still a little bit pissed off. Like the more I have thought about Bernie praising Fidel Castro, I mean, continually looking for a silver lining with the Castro dictatorial regime in Cuba. And to say that after socialism has done so much damage and communism has done so much damage that I promised you, I promised you guys that I was going to break down this so-called democratic socialism that Bernie continues to push in the simplest terms I know how, and I'm going to show you why it's dangerous. Now, this is not going to be some exhaustive treatise on socialism and communism, and I'm sure all of you Bernie bros and all of you people that live in the basement and those of you who think that they are socioeconomic experts and geopolitical rivals to everything conservative are going to come at me and say, oh, you are so wrong, you're so confused, blah, 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 blah. Good for you. Uh, but we're going to talk about it nonetheless because it's my name that's on the show, Candice, Queen of the Ethiopians, and I can say whatever I want. So we're going to get into the topic of socialism, and I can't believe we have to. This is America by God. This is the 50 United States of America where you are promised life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You're not promised anything else. You're not promised health care. You're not promised education. You're not promised a, 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 all of these different benefits that we've come to think are human rights. They're not human rights. Are they good? Yes. But are they a right? No. And don't come at me with this whole Jesus was a socialist stuff. That is not true, folks. It is not true. Jesus pushed compassion and generosity that was done from a giving and willing heart. He wasn't talking about all-out taxation on the part of the government that now owns all of your property. Jesus never said that. He said, pay your taxes when he said, hey, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. But he didn't say, let Caesar own everything you've got. That's not what he said. And also, I will remind you, if you want to stay biblical in that regard, and then we'll get off the topic there, but the Apostle Paul said, if a man shall not work, then also he shall not eat. Right there. There. There's no free stuff guaranteed to you. Sitting over here in the pub, the Texas legend Steve Helms uh, and party foul Steve. We're going to weigh in on a heavy topic today, boys. Yes. So buckle down, because, because life as we know it, we make our living in the entertainment business. We are a commodity. We're a throwaway commodity. And, and just I'm just saying our lives are totally over. Really, oh yeah, completely. If, if a Bernie Sanders gets elected under socialism. So we're we're going to get into that, of course. My lovely friend, Hot News Natalie, sitting yes. here in the hot seat. And I know, I know you have strong feelings about this as well. Very much so. Very I've, strong just feelings. Just last week was with uh, Dr. Ben Carson and... <clears throat> got to hear him speak for a little while and one of the topics he brought up was socialism so it's it's been interesting because a lot of times we've been able to make light of it that this wasn't very serious but hearing him talk about it and ha feel like that was worthy of yeah. being in his speech you are absolutely right there's something that needs to be said about this it's a very serious subject well we're going to talk about it and uh, the reason we're going to talk about it is because i cannot believe that bernie sanders is the front runner in the democratic party he is the guy who's leading the pack 52 percent of young americans millennials say that they would like to live under some form of socialism or communism 40 percent say that they want to live under capitalism those numbers are messed up that's scary so let me just say folks unless the tide is turned in a major way America is destined within a few generations to be 
a country that institutes a socialist philosophy in its economy and ultimately its government. Now, let me separate socialism and communism for you because I know you jacklegs want to come at me all the time and say, you're confusing the two. No, I'm not confusing the two. First of all, Vladimir Lenin said the goal of socialism is communism. Here's why I said that. Because socialism is the economic system of communism. Okay? Socialism isn't a government. It's an economic system. Capitalism isn't a government. Capitalism is the is the uh, it's the economic system of a free market, right? So this is communism is what governs you. So if you want to really break that down, socialism requires the government to take control of the economy and eliminate private property. If it doesn't do that, it's not socialism. Okay, so when you start talking to all these folks out there, like, you know, these candidates that have been running, and yeah, they're wild lefties and these crazy leftists and liberal ideas, and you're like, ah, they're a socialist. Well, they're not, okay? They're not, because they're not advocating for taking your private property. Socialism does that. Takes control of the economy, eliminates private property, and once society gets reorganized along socialist lines, which is which means a classless society uh, with no government is what's going to develop. That is what's called communism. So remember how you, when you were a kid, they said, man, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. Yes. Remember those days? Oh, sure. What'd you want to be when you want, when you were going to grow up? I wanted to be an astronaut, a cowboy and a fireman. <laughs> In that order? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Party found you have aspirations of being something when you grew up. I still hadn't figured it out yet. You still trying to do I it? Just, yeah. I go do something for a little while. I don't like it. I go to the next one. For the longest time, my favorite song, it was so depressing, is Colin Hay from Minute Work. Colin Hay's song, uh, Waiting for My Real Life to Begin. It's a great song. Waiting for my real life to begin. <laughs> I mean, I was 40 years old trying to figure it out. Sure. Did you have those kind of ideas? Yes, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it. And you did it. And yeah, I, but that's short-lived. You just that's forced short she achieved her goals. It did not last very long. No one wants me to put that uniform on anymore. That's not true. True. That is Equivoc- unequivocally not true. I would love to put that uniform on. <laughs> Wait, did I just say on that? her or on you? Uh, on myself. Well, We're going to get party If foul socialism Steve. takes over, nobody's putting that uniform nobody's on anymore. Nobody's putting that uniform uh-uh. on. No, I, listen, I, and that's the thing. If you want to take an economic system like socialism, you ultimately create a classless system. And that classless system means you're organized according to what you do. All right? Because, again, commodities you throw commodities aside in socialism you don't just go out and buy a bigger tv you don't go buy another car you don't get an apple watch you don't do these things because there's no value to any of them because you don't have a market whereby you can create value therefore manufacturers and producers don't know what price to put on objects and therefore there's no demand so what you wind up with is a lot of crap you don't need Mm -hmm. and the stuff that you really need for survival is depleted Mm -hmm. so i ask you the question what's more valuable uh your iphone or a gallon of milk well that's all relative right i mean is a bottle of water or an iphone more important well you know in a capitalist society where we have everything that we just go right out here and go to the refrigerator and grab a bottle of water but what happens when that's depleted and i'm thirsting to death i'm starving to death and i can't go out there and get that i don't give a crap about my iphone anymore Right. But that's what socialism ultimately creates. And I know what you folks are thinking. You're saying, oh, but no, 
What Bernie wants to do is deal with the uber-rich, the 1%, because they're not paying their share. They need to be taxed. Well, even if you taxed every billionaire in the world, 100% of their income, it's only going to last and pay for our nation's um, um, budget for about three months. So forget that. If you tax them 100%. Mm-hmm. Tax bracket over $500,000 a year puts you at about 37% in the United States. That's pretty significant. Mm-hmm. That's a significant chunk. But these people out here, and I want to break this down because first of all, first of all, these folks out here who are promoting socialism, they think people are good. People aren't good. I mean, look over here at the pub. Look at these two hey, the moments and reprobates. Uh, when Bernie Sanders, if he were to get elected, I'm filing bankruptcy. I'm not paying student loans. I'm not going to do nothing. <laughs> I'm going back I, to school, I'm just, man. I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going back to school. I mean, why not? I mean, I loved it when that dad walked up to Elizabeth Warren and said, okay, I paid, I sacrificed and paid to get my daughter through school. You're going to pay me back? Yep. Oh, she said, of course not. Of course not. So... You know, there are a bunch of people out there in America who would love to see their student debt just forfeited. Mm-hmm. You what know? all the ones that flunked out? <laughs> yeah. Did they, get, did they get theirs paid? Get a refund? Out, do, they, yeah, do, do they have to give it back? How does this all work? Exactly. It, it gets, it really does. We are being facetious, but it gets into a rabbit trail mm-hmm. that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, it, it, you can take that thing down the logical lines and it becomes fallacy real, real quick. First of all, this idea that people are good. People aren't good. People aren't good. All you got to do is look at history. It's all about man's inhumanity to man. Once the haves get in control of the have-nots, they eliminate the have-nots. And then the haves start turning on each other because what if that, that have wants to come get my have? It's like George Carlin said. You know, I go to somebody's house, I got to move all their shit out of the way in order to put my stuff, <laughs> my stuff. on the bedside table. You know, and, and so so why is it that other people's stuff is shit and my shit is stuff, yeah. right? So we want our stuff, and we want somebody to give it to us. And I'm going to break that down for you and show you how deadly of a spiral that becomes in just a minute. Now, look, it's shocking that your home can be stolen this easily, but that's the brutal lesson that Deborah learned. Poor Deborah, when thieves found her home's title online, forged it, and literally took ownership of her home, in an instant, thieves legally owned Deborah's home. She got evicted. Spent a fortune in legal fees trying to get it back. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes. And listen, you do not want to be next. That's why I urge you to protect the online title to your home with Home Title Lock. The legal documents to our homes are kept online where thieves hunt them. They forge the documents stating you sold your home, then they borrow against your home and stick you with the payments. No insurance and no bank is going to protect you. Well, the beauty of it is Home Title Lock does. You could already be a victim and not even know it. You might already be a victim of title fraud. Can you believe that? So I'm going to help you find out. Register your home at HomeTitleLock.com and enter Chad for one month of free protection. Again, enter Chad, that's C-H-A-D, folks, for one month free at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Hang tight. I'm going to blow your mind. (laughs) 
Hey, I want to say real quick before we get into the meat of the matter, happy Texas Independence Day. Stay in Texas. God bless Texas. God bless Texas with his own hand. Brought down Nowhere but Texas, where I'll be. You get that Steve Helms song right there. It holds the answers for all I need. Now, Honor the Texas other, flag. I pledge allegiance to thee. Yeah. You only get that song in Texas, or <laughs> no? You can get it anywhere. Anywhere, uh, okay. Anywhere songs are offered. Everywhere, everywhere else, people don't usually play it. And for those of you not in Texas, and for those of you in Texas, you can get our brand new single, myself, Ryan Weaver, with of course uh, these kids over here on it as well. Party, party, foul, Steve singing deep in the backups, way deep layer, <laughs> and, deep, and Steve Helms on Just the uh, guitar. But our new uh, He's uh, Still Your President. I love that song. It's an earworm. Uh, you can get it where songs are offered. Uh, Socialism is responsible for the deaths of over 100 million people in one century alone. That right there tells you people, by and large, aren't good. Now, it's under the guise of we're going to institute an economic system that everybody gets something. Everybody gets taken care of. The folks that are poor aren't going to have to worry about being poor anymore. The folks that are rich, well, they're going to get to keep their money. But now everybody gets taken care of. And that's exactly what Fidel Castro was promising people when he was brought into power prior to, well, after the Cuban Revolution. So if you talk to people who lived in those days, right, the 50s and 60s in Cuba, their understanding was they were going to have everything they needed but it wasn't long when all political dissidents were being murdered uh being assassinated and being killed people started uh, let, me, let me ask you guys a question how many times have you ever seen a raft loaded with people going to cuba <laughs> never sometimes, sometimes I mean, the tide gets you dude and it's hard to stop i mean it's 90 miles from key west to cuba you never seen bernie sanders on a raft saying i gotta get to cuba <laughs> I gotta go to Cooper. It's over there. I love. I want to go get some literacy. You know. I mean, that's what he said in his little interview. He said, "Well, not everybody. Not everything about it was bad. Literacy rates went up because they well, killed off all the dumbasses. <laughs> he killed all the dummies, and he wanted to teach all the kids how to read communist doctrine. Mm-hmm. Soldiers would go in to these students, and they would say, "Close your eyes and pray to Jesus for a piece of candy." Now open your eyes, and there'd be no piece of candy. And they'd say, now close your eyes and pray to Fidel Castro for a piece of candy. They'd close their eyes, and the soldiers would put candy on their desk. Open their eyes. Look at this. That's indoctrination. Uh, uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, his grandmother was a schoolteacher in Cuba. And when this started happening, they forced her to teach the fundamentals of communism and it was so bad it was an indoctrination camp she had to teach communism whether you wanted to or not now the thing about it was you couldn't quit you couldn't just quit your job you weren't allowed to so you know what she did she started foaming at the mouth and acting like she was crazy like she was a maniac she had rather live under the stigma of mental illness than teach communism and what they were forcing her to teach good for her yeah exactly i've said all along it what people come up with doesn't amaze me. Yeah. What people believe amazes me. Yeah. Your Koreshes, your Charlie Manson, all these wackos, the crap that they come up with, that doesn't amaze me. The fact that people will Buy believe this it. crap, man. Yeah. And what I said in the intro is true. It is a, it is a system that is void 
of spirituality. It steals your spirit. It steals your soul because it makes you hopeless. It not only makes you helpless, it makes you hopeless. You don't have anything to look forward to anymore. It's gone. You know, whenever in, in the 60s, whenever uh, the people in Germany woke up one morning and suddenly there was a wall separating, dividing Berlin, and you had East Germany and West Germany, it's interesting to note historically that the, that the rifles only pointed one direction. They only pointed one direction. There was nobody in West Berlin trying to get into East Berlin. It was the other way around. Why? Because suddenly they were under a system of economy called socialism and a dictatorship of communism. So that's what they had. That's what they had. And so this thing, this idea that, well, it's never been tried before and we're going to do it right this time. We just put the word Democrat in democratic in front of the word socialism it's going to be okay because it, we're more enlightened right i mean we've got now, now just just mind you folks we've got way more education and intuition and intelligence than they did back in the 20s and the 30s and the 50s and the 60s i mean we've got access to all the information in the world we've got the internet we're enlightened people now, go online. I want all of you to go online, go on social media, and I want you to watch how people interact with each other on the information superhighway. We're at each other's freaking throats. Mm -hmm. This we're, access, we're dumbed down. Well, we think we're smart. That's oh. the thing. What does the Bible say? Knowledge puffs up. It makes you prideful. And because we now have this, the internet, I don't have to go to the encyclopedia and dig out the book and thumb through a page anymore. I just Google search mm -hmm. it. And, I, and now suddenly I'm, a, I'm an expert on whatever topic. I can throw around numbers and percentages and all these things. I'm talking to you on the simple level of the human level. We're at each other's throats. The internet has us around the neck and we're going for everybody else's jugular. Arguing politics, arguing, I mean, you, F you, you smarmy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the go to hell's, kiss my's, and up yours, all of those things are happening at, at all times on social media. You know it's true. I can ruin somebody's day, man. Somebody calls me out on something. Just yesterday, I had a lady who said, you just think you're a big shot. No one cares what you say. Because I made the comment about Bernie Sanders the other night, the other afternoon, he got on the wrong private jet. <laughs> This senile old goat. I mean, he's taking that whole what's yours is mine thing to a whole new level. <laughs> so I made a joke about that. And this lady said, Joe, why don't you find something else to whine about? Who cares about what you got to say? No one. And I said, well, the numbers say different. Right. Well, then there was 347 comments underneath there. of People just crucifying this lady. And she says, well, I can see all your groupies just decided to chew me up and spit me out. You just got the crowd against me. And I was like, wait, I thought you said no, yeah, one, no cares. one cares. Yeah. And she's still there. She's if still she there. If she didn't <laughs> care what you said, then why the hell does she know what you said? Why are you, why are you there? Why yeah, are you commenting? Exactly. So, like I said, I can ruin your day. All I got to do is comment back to you. Mm -hmm. And when I've started saying, you know, the whole OK Boomer thing, everybody's like, that's the insult. OK, Boomer. I remind everybody, <laughs> I'm Generation X. I don't like the millennials or the boomers. <laughs> so I don't like either one of y'all. If you want to let's get down to it, you, you all screwed us up. Um, and we're at fault, too. But my God, this this instant society where we need it right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty. You're guilty. Consumerism. You know, sometimes you ever just think, man, I'm just going to go out and do some shopping. Make myself feel better. I'm going to go buy me something. Shopping now is, yeah. okay, it's done. I'm going to get on Amazon. Yeah. And you see that box show up on your front porch, and you're like, oh, yeah. 
Santa Claus came. I don't even remember what I ordered. I'm excited. <laughs> it's like giving yourself a gift. Well, if you run out, if you run out of water, you can order some water with your iPhone on Amazon. You get it all. Instant gratification. <laughs> Boom. It's right there. You can, you can get DoorDash, Uber Eats. You go through the drive-thru. We have, we've cornered the market on fast food. We're lazy. We're lazy. I mean, you got, what's the old joke about, a uh, comedian was talking about uh, newer, newer and faster minute rice. You can get it in 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like, who the hell can't wait 60 seconds on their rice? Well, I'm now hungry. <laughs> <laughs> got to get it in thirty. Got yeah. got to get it in half a minute. So it's thirty second rice and eight minute rice anymore. I mean but, now Monostat Seven's got three days. Monostat Three, <laughs> come on, Chad. You, you said knock that, it down. You said people were coming to you or, or kind of rebutting with a blip from a biblical sense. But I, I know that even with the Bible, the Lord calls us to give our first ten percent. Now mm. it was the first ten percent of your earnings. We've gone way beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> even in the society that we're in. And if you go socialism, it goes even further. So don't, if you believe in socialism, you can't refer to the Bible. No, you can't. Because you're going the opposite way. And not only that, the Apostle Paul says, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And so mm-hmm. that word cheerful in the Greek is is a hilarious, a, a celebrative giver. In other words, if I can't do it with a cheerful heart, um, then I shouldn't do it at all right? I don't pay my taxes with a cheerful heart. I don't do that. So now let me just point out something. And this is something that I cannot believe has not been pushed more on this debate stage amongst these Democrats. Bernie Sanders advocates for something that I don't know you, you folks realize. Now, remember what I said, the definition of socialism is when the government controls all property and all possessions and you don't have access to it. All right. Bernie Sanders has advocated and pushed for legislation that is going to force all companies that are publicly traded to give 20% of their stock to their employees. Now, why should I have to do that? If I own a big company... Because I'm a loyal employee. Yeah, I want 20%. But, but you're not obligated to 20% of my... Dude, you're of, getting about 30 already. Of I know, ownership to, to my company. That's that You're getting into the slippery slope of socialism right there. Now, Bernie can't come out and campaign on the guys and platform of saying, we're going to take all your stuff. Can't say that. Can't say that to Americans. I mean, we're still not at that point. By and large, that sounds foreign to us because it is. But that's ultimately what happens And so there are those who want to say, well, these Scandinavian countries like Denmark and Finland and Sweden and all of these things, we're going to get back on that because I want to spend a minute really talking about that. And I'm going to break down some of the horrors and some of what I call the legacy of socialism, because I'm telling you, if we don't deal with this thing right now, and as Barney Fife would say, got to nip it in the bud. You got to nip it. Needs bud nipping. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, my God. Are you telling me I shouldn't have health care? Uh, I'm telling you it's not a right. Should you? Yeah. And guess what? You know what the beauty of America is? You're not denied it. That's right. If oh, you get nice. hurt and you go to the hospital, you get it. Mm-hmm. They're not turning you away. You know, no, if you get cancer, and yeah, something needs to be done with health care. There needs to be health care reform. What that is, I'm not the expert on that. There needs to be some things that are done. But to say health care is a right, uh-uh. It's not a basic human right. Um, we're going to get back to that here in a minute. But hang tight, because I'm going to show you something, and you're going to uh, not love it. We'll be right back. 
Hey, where'd socialism come from? Where'd socialism come from? Most people out there today can't define socialism. They don't know what it is. They can't define, define communism. Again, they say, well, you're using them interchangeably because, again, the goal of socialism is communism. Socialism is an economic system. Communism is the government that it leads to because people are evil. All right. That's my summary. It, it wants the see socialism collapses the economy. Once it collapses the economy, you're left with just a very few or even one that's in charge. Mao Zedong, uh, your Kim Jongs, your uh, Stalins, your Lenins, these guys, your, your uh, Che Guevara's, your Fidel Castro's, your Maduro's in Venezuela, all of these people. You're left with these dictators who are not benevolent because, again, people are bad. So that's why I always say if socialism, if you want socialism and it collapses and it will because it always does. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. It always collapses. You better hope that there's a benevolent dictator that's sitting over top of you doling everything out. But there's there's yet to have been one in all of human history. And you think human it's changed. Remember, again, go to the Internet. Look how you cuss each other out. I mean, you just keyboard warriors. I saw two big fights happen in Washington, D.C. this week out at the, you know, hanging out, networking everybody out at Harry's Bar by the Trump. And these kids get into a fight because suddenly they realize that Twitter ain't the real world. You can't say some of the crap you say online. Like a fight fight? Fight yeah. fights. Oh, man. Like stuff getting broken, including noses and black eyes. And oh, wow. You, you can't say things in public to someone's face that you say on Twitter. Right. That get your jaw jacked. Right. And these kids, they, they don't realize that Twitter ain't real life. Right. And it, it, there were multiple fights. Police, I mean, the whole thing. It was every night, wasn't it, Steve? It was. I mean, you it know, was a melee. You kept me out of all of them. What? <laughs> you kept me out of all those I fights. I know. Steve wants to go in there and settle it, right? I'm, I'm going to fix gonna everybody. Like, no, punches. get your ass right back over here. I'm not going to do that. Um, Francois Noel Bebeuf. That is, he was French, obviously. No, Francois Noel Bebeuf. Like you say, Henri like, are you French? No. Then it's Henry. Henry. <laughs> so Francis Noel Babouf is credited being the first advocate for socialism. Uh, he wanted to turn the French Revolution into a socialist revolution, but guess what happened to him? He didn't really get to do that uh, because the French Revolution, most everybody with a big mouth or money got the guillotine. So they got their heads lopped off and into a basket. He was one of them. But Karl Marx and Frederick Engels both cite him in multiple times actually in the communist manifesto so he said babouf that is he said money under socialism would be abolished the circulation of gold or silver forbidden thus provisioned no member of the community may possess anything other than what the law makes available through the agency of the governors now there is nothing that the government runs that you enjoy Go to the DMV, go to the tag office, go to vote, go to the post office. Would you rather use FedEx or the post office? You'd rather use FedEx because it's a private company and they have to have excellence. Post office, they don't care. No offense to those of you that work at the post office, but I'm just telling you, it's a government-run organization. Would you rather live off of the economy or the money that you make through a free economy, or would you rather live off of Social Security or Medicare? So why do we want the government handling our currency in order to dole out what they think we deserve or our health care or our education? Do you want your health care to look like the United States Post Office? The reason why they want it is because it's the kids that have never had it and they want it for free. Yeah. They want what you have. Yeah. I don't want to work for it. I want your crap. 
And I will put the blame on Generation X. We were latchkey kids who we wanted to graduate college and immediately be making what our parents worked 30 years to make. Okay. And we were bitter that we weren't. And so then we started having this millennials and Gen Z kids. They were our babies and they never heard the word no. They never heard the word no because we didn't want them to experience the disappointment that we experienced as latchkey kids when we had both parents parents out there working hard to give us the, what we had. But the, differ- the difference is, though, you wanted more money. I get it. But at least yeah. you were working. Yeah, that's yeah. right. These kids today, they don't want to work. They just want the shit for free, man. They don't want to work. You're exactly you've right. You've worked your ass off for 30 years and you've got millions or billions, as Bernie says, because yeah. they worked. Yeah. And whether they didn't work and they got it, who cares? It's theirs. Right. Gen X it's had not a drive. Yours. There was a drive. We yeah. all wanted to succeed. Look how many kids these days. When I was when I turned fifteen, I went and got a perm- learner's permit. Mm-hmm. Day of. Yes. Well, I was already driving 13, 14 years old. Me too. But listen, when I turned sixteen, day of, I went and got a driver's license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Day of. These days, kids are waiting until they're eighteen, nineteen. They just don't have any desire. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't have a job. Yeah. Where am I gonna go? What am I gonna do? We'll sit home and play games. Yeah. So, and I mean, look, I got five kids. I see that mindset even in them. They're like, eh, you know, my two oldest kids waited till they were 18 to drive. I had honestly no problem with it because I wanted them to be safe and responsible and be secure. But that's the kind of thing. There is no drive in that. So let's just give it to me. Well, it costs somebody something. There's no such thing as government funded. We've said that on this show over and over. There's no such thing as government funded. You're going to take my money. Now, I paid to go to college. I paid a lot of money to go to college. And man, I went to a lot of college. <laughs> and I paid for it. I got out of college, paid it off. I was done with it, okay? Um, it, it, you want me now to take a portion of what I have worked hard for to come out there and and give it to you so you can have it, quote, for free. No, I am not going to fund your education because then your college education becomes nothing more than high school 2.0. That's all it is. I mean, high school, I mean, most kids today going to college in a liberal arts school or whatever, doing their four-year degree, getting their bachelor's degree, all they're doing is learning the crap they should have learned in high school. Mm. It's true. It's true. Elementary school kids at the turn of the 19th to the 20th century, elementary school kids were taking standardized tests, or not standardized, but they were taking tests in the United States that master's degree educators can't pass to this day. Elementary school kids were doing it. That's how hard it was. But we're not educating them. We're teaching them rote knowledge. We're not, but I don't want to get into the education thing. Here's the problem. You want to talk about things like um, Scandinavia. Well, look at Scandinavia. They got better. They got, look at all those guys. Sweden, they got a better uh, class of living than we do. They live better than we do, do they? Okay, well, there's only 5 million people in their nation. We have 335 million. Uh, yeah, I can spread around a little bit more for 5 million. But let me just tell you, these Scandinavian countries, they don't appreciate you calling them socialist. They have expanded welfare programs. They have social programs, but they're not socialist. Listen, <laughs> these guys, oh boy. You have to understand they're using capitalism to fund what they have created do you guys understand that socialism remember it is the government that owns the means of production scandinavian countries finance their welfare programs with a capitalist economy they're capitalists bernie sanders at the end of the day is a capitalist they said well how'd you get to be a millionaire and bernie said oh i wrote a book people went out and bought my book that's capitalism Mm -hmm. so what's good for me isn't good for thee 
I'm going to put you under a deal whereby you fund my thing. And all you got to do is go back and look at the tweets that Bernie put out there complaining about millionaires. And then he turns around. He's like, now he's talking about billionaires. Nobody should be a billionaire. That's because now he's a millionaire. (laughs) He's getting on the wrong private jet. Listen, folks, I want to I want to say this to you quick and I want you to pay attention. This is why socialism doesn't work. It destroys every economy it touches. When the economy is destroyed, somebody's going to be in charge and they will not be benevolent because, listen, don't forget, Fidel Castro, Maduro, all these guys, they lived like billionaires while their people starved to death. When a market is left alone and allowed to operate, consumer demand is taken into account and organically signals to private producers what consumers desire. They know what you want, so they make more of it. So without a profit motive, there's no reason to make it. Economies collapse. A producer will produce as long as there's a demand for their products, right? They don't make Tickle Me Elmo's anymore. But man, they were once upon a time, weren't they? You couldn't get your hand on one. There was demand for Tickle Me Elmo's. (laughs) Remember that craze? Yep. I don't remember it being that creepy, but yeah. It was. (laughs) It was was that that creepy. creepy. I didn't buy a single one of them. You kind of look like a no. little red Bernie Sanders. You tickled some Elmo's. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah every day got to tickle that Elmo. Hey, uh, a producer's going to produce as long as there's a demand. Under a centrally planned economy, the government dictates what gets produced and how much it costs. Now, let that sink in. So, in a market economy, the value of a product, that's the sale price, signals to, promote, to producers how much to produce. In socialist countries... There is no way to gauge the value of a product. So that causes shortages for goods that consumers desire and a surplus of goods they don't want. That's what we alluded to earlier. The price of a good has a mystical effect on the world. Let that sink in. The price of a good has a mystical effect on the world. Without it, our standard of living would be far lower than it is now. So you wouldn't be able to listen to this podcast on your device. Your device wouldn't exist because you wouldn't you wouldn't know any value to it. You wouldn't know what it's all about. You wouldn't know what's going on. And so what happens mm-hmm. ultimately is everyone now is standing in the proverbial bread line because we produced all the wrong things and not enough of the right things. And we put everybody in a system whereby they couldn't produce because they had no motivation. They had hopelessness. There was no spirituality. There was no life left into the system. What am I working for? Well, hell, I just won't work at all. I will live on the government dole. So... Should there be social programs? 100% yes in America. There should be social programs. There should be welfare system. There should be uh, government funding towards things that, that we need, that we desire. Because, look, we are a great country. We are a wealthy country. We are a country with all kinds of means and resources. We should be able to put those resources towards certain things. But I don't need the government invading my life, dictating to me what I can own and what I can't own, what I can do and what I can't do. That's where you've got to be careful. You start institution instituting socialism, and it gets dangerous real quick. And that's what Bernie's saying. And you're like, no, he just he's not saying he wants to own, you know, no, nah, he wants to totally control your health care. Now, he's not going to operate under it. Just like nobody in Washington, D.C. operated under Obamacare, but they, by God, paid, made you pay a fine if you didn't have health insurance. That's the ridiculous stuff. I hope you guys can see. I mean, we can sit here and beat this horse to death. I'm scared. I'm worried about it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, yeah. frightened, trembling. God's still in control at the end of the day. 
and I believe his grace is on this country. But I'm telling you, you want to fight about Donald Trump, you haven't seen a fight yet. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, folks, I, I hope I've scared the mess out of you. And I know we've just kind of gotten in, just scraped the surface of this thing. And I know people are going to come at me and they're going to say, ah, oh, you're still confused. And no, no, no. Socialism leads to communism. I have a question. Ask me a question. I do. I do want to ask you a question. Pose it. Bernie becomes president. Socialism becomes a reality. Do you think that this will be an uprising for a civil war? I, that, I don't back, mean to be dramatic, but no, I, 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 don't, I think there will be people who stand against this. I've said over and over again that the Civil War, if it potentially could happen, would happen within the left. Like, I think the left is fighting really – the Democratic National Convention uh, Committee is working really hard to make sure Bernie's not that guy. Mm-hmm. They recognize how dangerous he is. They recognize – even Mike Bloomberg the other day on the debate stage said, we're never going to have socialism. We've tried that and it's failed. Well, I mean, i got to agree with you, Mike. You're right. Um, so is it I, – I hope we never get to that point. Um, I just know that I'm not letting the government own my stuff. You're not going to. I'll, give me liberty or give me death. In the words of Patrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's where I live. I think that's where the viewers live. I think that's where the listeners – you know spend most of their time that's their attitude so 330 million the most most of everybody even those who lean on the left they're just not going to let the government come and take their stuff you implement the idea of socialism on a massive scale you're always going to get three things you're going to get tyranny you're going to get violence you're going to get starvation and let me tell you when people are hungry they'll do all kind of things to get fed uh i yeah. yeah, you don't want to see me hangry, <laughs> right? And that's the thing we've never we've never been hungry. We say, "Oh no, I, mm-hmm. we've never been hungry in this country." True, you know. So you know, Steve brought up something during the break about if you want to, you, you can't. Uh, Party foul brought up something. You can't expect to continually take out of a system you've never paid into, you never put anything into, and that's exactly right because eventually. As Margaret Thatcher said, the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of run out of other people's money. Um, mm-hmm. And you say, "Well, we're just going to keep producing it." You won't. So anyway, don't at me, bro. Don't at me. You go to watchchad.com. I am headed to Calgary, uh, Red Deer, Alberta, actually this week. Got a fun little sold out event up there with a major organization. Kind of like going to you know the Texas Cattle Commission. Yeah, this is kind of like Alberta's awesome. deal. It's a big deal. Uh, and then Party Foul Steve and I, along with the Deplorable Choir, are going to be in Elk City, Oklahoma, on the thirteenth. Uh, we've sold a lot of tickets, but I think there's some that still remain. Get your tickets for Pueblo, Colorado. Get your tickets for Grand Junction, and on down the line. We got a big announcement about a show coming up in Fort Worth, Texas, in June. Mm-hmm. And man, I need y'all to show up for that thing. I might make that one. We'll be I there. Think, I think. My God, I need a lot of people to show up. <laughs> Prophet has no straight out of hometown. socialist tickets. Yeah, we, we're <laughs> out of socialist tickets. Straight out of comp ticks. So, uh, <laughs> Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, the puppet master, Mark. I I just had to get this off my chest today about and just take the time to do it because man it's scary go to watchchad.com don't forget to go where music is offered and get a brand new single 
He's still your president. Learn it. Sing along. We love y'all. God bless. Talk to you next time. Bye.